you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. presence of the Lord in the house tonight. Amen. I believe God could do something special in your life. If he hasn't already, he can do it before you leave tonight. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles tonight, Matthew chapter 4, I'm going to read a couple of verses beginning with verse number 18 from Matthew chapter 4. Talk to you for a little bit tonight. I'm not sure tonight how long that I will preach. I hope that it's on the shorter side, and I know you do as well. Matthew chapter 4. Everybody in this room tonight, every one of us, every child of God is on a journey. And the journey that you're on will take each of us down different paths. It's... It's seasons that we all go through. I told my wife this week that somehow we have to learn. We have to learn to to find something in every season of life. Either we dread every day of life because of the season we're in. Or we have to find some peace in the midst of the storm. We have to find a word in the middle of the chaos. And declare, this may be the season that I'm in, but I'm not going to come out the other side of it and look back and say all of those days were lost and all those days were wasted. But I'm going to come out the other side of it and say, in the middle of the valley, he restored my soul. We're going to find strength in the valley. We're going to find peace in the storm. Everybody in this room today is in a journey in your walk with the Lord. You're at a different stage than your neighbor, maybe the person sitting by you. Even we're all at different points. There are journeys all through the scripture. We're going to talk about some of those tonight. You're on a journey. Where that journey takes you. What that journey has in store. We may not know. Nobody knows what tomorrow holds. I don't want to be all cliche tonight, but we do know who holds tomorrow. And we're going to hold on to his hand. Matthew chapter 4, verse 18. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers 
of men. Now, that seems pretty simple. I suppose if you have a really simple life, for a man that you've never met before to come by and look at you and tell you, lay down your nets and follow me, and I'm going to make you fishers of men, sounds like something we would all just be ready to jump on the bandwagon and do. But I know human nature enough to know there is a huge commitment to lay down what you know how to do. It may be a meagerly existence of a fisherman, but I, I know I can get by. But laying down this net and trusting to walk by faith and follow Jesus is a whole new level of faith. He said, lay down your nets and follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And the Bible said in verse 20, and they straightway left their nets and followed him. They didn't ask where we're going. They didn't ask how long we're going to be on this journey. Just at his word, they followed him. By the help of the Lord and for just a little bit tonight, I'm going to preach the journey with Jesus. The journey with Jesus. Would you help me pray right now? Lord, we need your help tonight. I need your strength tonight. Quicken my thoughts. Open our hearts. Let us receive the word of God with gladness tonight. Lord, let us be able to see what you are doing and where you're taking us. And to recognize, God, that there is joy in this journey. Lord, there are lessons, Lord, through this journey that you're teaching each of us. And, Lord, that we're going to end someday in the destination that you are calling us to. Speak to our hearts tonight. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. I think sometimes what some of us fail to realize is that it's not even the destination at all. Because we think that it is all about the destination. But without the journey, the destination would not ever reach its fulfillment. Far too many end up shipwrecked between the beginning of promise and the fulfillment of that same promise because they quit in the middle of the journey. Don't you look at your neighbor and tell them, don't quit in the journey. Every step of the climb up the mountain is putting us one step closer to the destination. But it may not be the destination that God has for us that He is so concerned about. It may not be the destination that God is so concerned about as much as it is the lessons that He's teaching you in the journey. If I can make this a little more clear, without the journey you and I may not be fit for the destination. It may be the saving grace of us in the end, but the journey sometimes can get difficult. And so we need the journey to prepare us for the destination. You learn in life what people are made of, not when everything is going well. It's when things are not going well that you understand what people are made of. 
You learn what a church is made of when a church goes through a, a low season or a dry season. You don't find out what people are made of. You don't find out who your worshipers are when we're in the middle of the awakening and everybody's praying and fasting and people are getting baptized and receiving the Holy Ghost, you find out who your worshipers are that show up on a Sunday when everybody is weary and tired and there's sickness in the church and they say, I'm still going to worship anyway. You find out who your prayer warriors are, not when the whole church is praying, but when there's nobody but them praying, but they still show up and say it may be one or two or three, but I'm going to pray. You find out in the journey. Every step of up the mountain is putting us one step closer. Some people, However, will quit trying in the journey. They'll give up. They get bitter about what they're going through instead of recognizing that God has something for them in the journey. I couldn't preach this message tonight if my wife and I hadn't walked through about two or three years of some pretty tough, tough walks. And through this journey, the Lord began to deal with me a little bit. This week, we literally had the top down on the little convertible and we were driving around town. She was cold, I was hot. So we ran the heat. Because she was cold. Made a lot of sense. We were just cruising around and we started talking. And I told her, Annette, we have to figure out in this journey, in this struggle, you and I have to find some things that bring joy and peace, and we've got to focus on those. If not, we will lose our faith in the middle of the struggle. If we focus on how we feel, feelings will fool you. You've got to know that God's Word is true, and we can stand upon His Word, and He will see us through. I preached this morning that God has a plan for every life. And in God's plan, there will always be a time between the promise and the fulfillment of the promise. There is a season of time between the promise and the blessing. And that time is called the journey. If things are going well for you tonight and you're going to miss half of what I'm preaching tonight for those of you that are struggling and going through it. If you're in the battle, if you're in the storm, I hope I minister to you deeply tonight because I want to tell you that heaven sees, hell knows, and your friends understand that it is in the valley, in the struggle, in the hardship when you decide that I, am made, I have made up my mind that I'm going to walk with the Lord come what may. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. So we have to find some joy in the journey. First Peter chapter 1 says, Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye go through heaviness, manifold temptations, if need be, the Bible says. Why does it need to be? Why does it need to be? Because there is something in the struggle. 
There is something in the season that is for me. I want you to get that. If need be, you may go through manifold temptations. If need be, you may go through a season of heaviness. Why am I going through it? Because it needs to be. Why does it need to be? Because God is working something out of my life or into my life. That the trial, he goes on to say in verse 7 of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of the Lord. The journey is the time that God uses to transform us from who we were to who he is wanting us to be. That is the now. That is where we are today. It is the time of testing. It is the time of trial. It may be the time of chastening. And we must endure as God prepares us for greater things. We ask God for greater anointing. We ask God to be used in his kingdom. But can we truly handle the blessing and the compliments and the stage of success until we learn how to walk through the hardship and the valley and hold our head up and say hallelujah anyhow. It's in the journey with Jesus. It's during the journey that space of time that God uses to perfect us and to develop us so we are more usable in His hands. Maybe the journey is the great purpose of all of it anyway. I shared a scripture with you a few months ago from Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 8 when the Lord sent a word into Jacob. And the Bible said it lighted upon Israel. I want you to get that. He sent a word into Jacob and it lighted upon Israel. You understand Jacob and Israel are the same person, but it speaks of two different seasons in their lives. Joseph was the son of Jacob. His name was changed to become Israel. The word of the Lord was not speaking to Jacob, but it was a seed that was placed into Jacob. There are times when God speaks into our life, but He is not speaking into who we are now, but He is speaking into the potential of who He wants us to become. I'm going to preach good to you tonight because God has been dealing with me. I come tonight to tell you that there are some in this room that God has spoken a word of faith to, a word of prophecy to. There has been a word that's come to you, but you are not yet in the season of reaping. You are in the season of the struggle, and you are on your way to the fulfillment of the promise. But you've got to hold on to the promise and know this is a season that I have to go through. And until I learn the lesson in the season, the word that God speaks now cannot be fulfilled over there until I go through this season. Oh, clap your hands to the Lord. The word of the Lord came into Jacob but lighted up on Israel. God speaks a promise into your life but he can't fulfill the promise in you until he prepares you for the promise. Isaiah 43 verse 1, But now, thus saith the Lord, that created 
thee, O Jacob. Watch. The word came into Jacob, but lighted up on Israel. Isaiah 43. The Lord said, the word that created thee, O Jacob, and that formed thee, O Israel. Did you get that? It is who you were created to be and who you are formed to be. Notice Jacob was created. That was the earthly connection. Israel was the God connection. He was formed into that. Because see, we are born into sin and shapen in iniquity. But God can form us. He forms His Word in us. He forms His purpose in us. He forms His plan in us. And so we have to endure the journey with Jesus as He is forming us. Jacob's name meant supplanter or rascal or of the field or of the flesh. He was the joker. He was the troublemaker. But Israel is where we get the Greek word, meaning that he had that hath striven with God or he was saved by the power of God. The name of Israel literally means power with God. There was a journey between the time that God formed Jacob, uh, uh, gave birth and life to Jacob and that he formed Israel. During that time, he had to endure some things in his life. He had to submit himself to the journey. He had to lay down the nets of his comfort zone and say, I'm going to follow you come what may. The prophet of God, Elijah, sent a servant to the top of the mountain to look for a sign of rain. What if the servant would have refused to keep climbing up the mountain? No, I already know. I already know what it looks like. I've already climbed the mountain. Here's where you and I fall off the wagon sometimes. The journey is too hard for me. I want you to go up the mountain, look for a cloud, see if there's a sign of rain. He went up the mountain. He went up back up the mountain. He went back up the mountain again. That's, that's how God ha has a tendency to work. Somewhere through the journey of climbing up the mountain. Somebody said, well, I'm not sure at what point was it on that seventh trip up the mountain that the servant began to finally see what was happening. Was it that he, was it that the cloud was never there? Or was it that through the climbing up the mountain, he finally got enough faith to say, hey, I'm going to quit doubting that little thing over there that's just the size of a man's hand. I'm going back to tell the man of God, I see a cloud the size of a man's hand. See, you and I are waiting until it looks like it's about to thunder and lightning. And if it's not, if it doesn't look like a storm, we're just going to keep doubting. But I come today to tell you that the journey up the mountain will cause you to have the faith to believe in the smallest of things and trust that God is working it for your good. Somewhere through the journey, the servant becomes. Able, he's prepared to see the miraculous. Could it be that everything you've gone through is simply God preparing you 
for what he wants to fulfill in your future. God is looking for faithfulness. Somebody said this week, faithfulness seems to be something that is just disappearing out of the church. It's disappearing out of the Christian life. Faithfulness can never disappear out of the Christian life. Because without faithfulness, there is no Christian life. The reason some people never get their answer, the reason some people never get their ministry, the reason some people never experience the real encounter with the miraculous is because they're not willing to take the journey that God has called them on. Come on, anybody in this room declaring, I'm going to take this mountain. You won't take the mountain unless you're willing to climb. Moses climbed the mountain to hear from the Lord and then returned to the people with an answer when Moses told them they would now have to climb the mountain for themselves. The people became angry and they, and they refused because they wanted, it was easier for them to have Moses climb the mountain and come back and tell them what God said. Oh, is that not a place where the church is? Let's bring in the right evangelist. Let's bring in the right prophet. Let's sing just the right song. Let's get it all just right. Because that way, we don't have to pray. And we don't have to fast. And we don't have to seek God. And we don't have to put forth energy and effort. Listen, don't get angry at those who are being blessed and getting promoted and being used in the kingdom of God. Chances are they were climbing up the mountain, up the rough side of the mountain, while others were waiting for their answer to just be handed down to them. The journey is your training ground. The journey is designed to reveal your area of weakness. God is perfecting us before he elevates us. The journey is not intended to kill us, but it is to prepare us for our destiny. Jacob was a dreamer, but God had to address the dreamer before he could ever fulfill the dream. The dreamer always has the potential to derail the dream. But it's in the journey that the Lord perfects the dreamer so that the dream can become a reality. Am I preaching to anybody in this house tonight? That's why the dreamer has to go through the process of the pit and the Pharaoh and the prison before he could ever get to his promise. Because if he would have missed any one of those lessons, he would have had to go back and start all over again. God had to develop him. God had to develop the dreamer before he could develop the dream. Every great man or a woman of God has had their own struggles. Often we see their successes, but we were not there when they were struggling in the journey. Moses couldn't live in his own house with his own kindred for 40 years. Then he was on hold for 40 more years while he tended sheep on the backside of a desert before God finally spoke to him and said, hey, you were birthed to lead now. Go lead the people out. Listen, some people get a word to lead and think, I'm ready. I'm ready. It's the pastor's fault 
that I'm not leading. No, it's not. It is the fact that there is a journey that you have got to go through to prepare yourself to do what God has called you to do. David was anointed king by Samuel. When he was a lad, he had to tend sheep. He killed wild animals. He had to fight giants, get chased by Saul for 16 years and complete the majority of his writings of a songbook in a cave before he was finally crowned king of Judah. But yet he was anointed as a lad. But without the journey, it would never have been fulfilled in his life. For people who always feel like every time a storm cloud comes, you've got to run in and take cover, you're missing something. You're missing the lesson in the storm. You need to hold your head up and declare, I'm going to be faithful to the Lord. I'm going to give credit where credit is due. Most people I know, including myself, if they were in the health condition my wife is in tonight, perhaps would not even be in the house of the Lord. On the way to church tonight, she even said to me, I'm just about one step away from feeling like I'm going to have to go in to the hospital to get some help. I am so weak and so distraught. I said to her, Annette, you need to stay home. She looked at me. She said, no way am I staying home. She said, if I stay home, I'm going to get worse. I've got to get to the house of the Lord where I can get my strength. Oh, no, don't pity tonight. Don't pity tonight. What you've got to see is that there is some strength in that lady that says, I understand where my help comes from. I understand where my, I know there's a physical side, but there is a spiritual side. She's got the tenacity to say, no, I'm getting up and going forward. I'm pressing on. The destination will be worth the journey. God, I believe God is preparing something great for some of you in this room tonight. But you're in a season right now of questioning. And your countenance is revealing that you are questioning what God is trying to fulfill and what God has spoken. Because you are focusing on how the journey is affecting you today, not on how the journey is perfecting you today. God is preparing some of you for something greater than you ever believed possible. Don't let the devil get in your mind and tell you that you're in this alone. Don't let the enemy get in your mind and tell you that that was just a fantasy world. That was just an imagination of your mind when God began to deal with you. Let this message today get into your spirit and tell you do not be detoured by what God is allowing you to go through. He is calling you and taking you through a journey. It is a, it is a promised destination. It is worth the journey when the Lord tells tells 
tells the two fishermen, lay down your nets and follow me for I will make you fishers of men. All they had was the outcome. They had the immediate response of what they needed to do today and they were told what they were going to be in the end. But they had no understanding of what was happening between. That is the journey with Jesus. Listen, I started in this journey a long, long time ago. It's had its ups and it's had its downs. But I've made up my mind that I am holding on to the Lord come what may. It doesn't matter what hell throws at me, what life throws at me, what health throws at me, what the government throws at me, what my finances throw at me. I am going through with Jesus because I have a hope and I have a promise that is not in this world. I know many of you that I'm preaching to today, you've already said yes, you started this journey a long time ago, but I want to speak just for a moment to those of you that maybe are new in this journey or haven't yet started this journey or you're here tonight and you're questioning about this journey, I'm going to tell you, you need to say yes to the Lord tonight. You need to get in this journey now because this world is not our home and things are not going to get better here. If you're waiting for life to get back to normal, let me break it to you. In life, there's never going to be a, a normal like you used to know. You better cling to Jesus. You better cling to the altar. You better cling to the old rugged cross because there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. We must, we must, we must get ready for His coming. If you're not in the journey tonight, you need to make up your mind. I'm going to get on board. I'm going to get in with the program. I'm going to get in the church. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to serve God with gladness. I'm going to go through this journey with Jesus. Through my life of ministry, I've talked to so many that are always waiting for a perfect time to start serving the Lord. They're waiting for a perfect time. Listen, there's never going to be a better time than today. Oh, Pastor, just as soon as I get things together, no, no. These young people think just as soon as they graduate and get to college. And the college students think just as soon as they get out of college and get married and buy their house. And the young marrieds think just as soon as I get the kids grown. And the middle agers are saying just as soon as I reach retirement and those retiring saying if I could just start all over again. The best time is right now to lay down your nets and say I'm tired of toiling in the day and in the night and just living a meagerly existence I am tired of what I'm going through in the day today and doing nothing for the Lord and everything in the here and now I'm about to lay down my nets and follow Jesus I'm about to do whatever he says do I'm about to follow him because what matters is the destination in the end I will make you that's what the Lord said to them I if you'll lay down your nets and follow me, I will make you. Let me tell you what God is doing in some lives tonight. He's trying to make some things in you. He's trying to form some things in you. He is trying to get you ready for some things that you can never do for yourself. It happens in the journey. Who's going to go with us? This requires a huge element of faith for us to go out not knowing. It's a principle all through Scripture. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 8. 
The Bible said by faith Abraham, when he was called to go out to a place, the Bible said he went out not knowing where he was going to. It's a principle you find all through Scripture. He went out not knowing where he was going to. The same as lay down your nets and follow me and I will make you. Abraham took the journey of faith. I believe God is speaking to some young people and young adults and middle-agers and elders alike in this room tonight. God is calling some people to get in this journey and not see the season of struggle and hardship and struggle as God trying to kill you. But understand God has a promise for you. He's going to form some things in you and make some things in you. And, and He's going to shape some things in you. And without that forming and without that shaping, you would never be able to see the end fulfilled. Anybody glad you made the decision to say yes to the Lord? I'm closing tonight. Some of us in this room tonight need to make a decision to do something that perhaps we've never done. It's that, it's that unsettled feeling that you get in the pit of your stomach in the middle of transition. Do I lay down my nets and totally and wholly follow Him. Because in following Him, He is saying, I will make you. I will form you. I will shape you. Oh, no, 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 pastor. I want the miracles, the signs, the wonders. I want the shout and the dance. I don't want the forming. I don't want the making. I don't want the days of struggle and hardship. I, can I bypass that? There is no bypass. In this journey with Jesus, you're going to have to endure some things. You're going to have to go through some things. But He's called you. Be of good courage. He has called you. Be of good courage. He has promised to form some things in you and make some things. And your destination is certain. The wilderness that you've been in, the hardship, the struggle, the desert, the dry season, it's just part of the journey. There's a, will, there's a, there's a reason for it. You may not understand it today. You may not know it today. You may not recognize it today. But there's a reason for it. God is preparing you for something that you've never, ever experienced before. But you've got to say yes and let Him make you. I wonder if in this room tonight, I'm not even asking you to stand, but right where you sit, if there could be some folks in this room that could just slip up a hand and say, God, I want you to form me into your image. He's calling you today. He's speaking to you today. He's shaping you today. He, his word is going out to you today. Is there anybody in this room that will say, yes, Lord, I'm going to stop toiling for this life and I'm going to start reaching to you? What's stopping you? What's stopping you? What's preventing you? God's calling 
Would you lay down your nets and join the journey with Jesus tonight? Stand with me all over this room if you would. If the struggle's been too great, if the hardship is getting you, getting the best of you, I'm preaching to you tonight. The Lord is wanting to strengthen you. He's wanting to encourage you. He's wanting to be the lifter of your head. If you're not in the journey, my first appeal is for you tonight. I want to open these altars for you to make your way to the front of this room and say, yes, God, I'm laying down my nets to follow you. That's my first appeal tonight. My second appeal to you tonight are for those that are in the throes of the journey that sometimes seems to get the best of you. And you're struggling with the decision. The Lord's calling you, come on, lay down those nets. You're never going to be able to make this journey and carry the nets with you. Here's the issue. Some feel like if they carry their, their net, it's their safety. It's their safety net. They're going to carry the net with them. They've always got a fallback plan. If this life with the Lord doesn't work, I can always go back. Always go back to the safety of my nets. But the Lord is telling you to put them down tonight. You've got to wade out into the deep. You've got to leave your nets and you've got to allow Him to make you. My second appeal is to those tonight that need God to form some things in you and shape some things in you. That's my appeal. Why don't you make your way to the front of this room? And my final appeal is for those tonight that are in the journey, but the enemy has been speaking into your ear. I come tonight to speak life back into you. I come tonight to speak hope back into you. God's just forming you. He's just making you. Oh, that's it. Let's respond to what the Lord is doing tonight. Respond to what the Lord is doing tonight. I believe. I believe. Oh. Come on, can you say yes? Can you say yes? Come on, give him a yes deep down in your spirit tonight. He's calling you. Lay down those nets. I can't handle the baggage of dragging those nets with me. Oh, I agree. Yeah, Lord. Come on, let's talk to the Lord tonight. Turn this house into a prayer room for a few moments. Let's respond to the Lord in prayer. Everybody in the room praying right now, seeking the Lord. Oh, I say yes. I say yes. I'm sold out, Lord. I'm all in. Yeah.
that's it. Somebody get a yes in your spirit tonight. Somebody make up your mind. I'm not begrudging my yes. If you made up your mind tonight, why don't you shout to the Lord right now? Come on, put your hands together and praise Him. Come on, let praise come from deep down inside you right now. Let Him know I decided and I'm glad I did. I made up my mind and I'm glad I did. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Going to ask you, remember last week we called you to add a little time to your prayer and your fasting. And I just wonder tonight, I don't want to take a lot of time here in closing, but if I could just ask a few to you to commit this week to some extra time of prayer and fasting. I know some even came to the church and prayed this week. Thank you. Thank you for responding. If you will commit to extra time of prayer and fasting this week, why don't you just lift your hand. Let the Look around you. There's folks all over the room tonight that's committing to prayer and fasting this week. Let's come forward believing God's going to do something great. Wednesday night, you're not going to want to miss it. Did you enjoy last Wednesday night? I'm telling you, Brother Hoffman, 
spoke at camp in a powerful, powerful way. And we brought the video last Wednesday night. And this next week, it is just at another level. You're not going to want to miss it. Be here on Wednesday night to catch the last video from Brother Harold Hoffman. It is going to bless you. I happened to be there when that was preached live. And I'm just going to tell you about midway through, the men in the house broke out into worship. It was powerful. No telling what God's going to do Wednesday night.